You're listening to Negotiate X Radio, helping you elevate your influence through purposeful negotiations. If you're here looking to learn about how to become a better negotiator in both business and life, then you're in the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join the others who have benefited from NegotiateX.com, your home for negotiations training and consulting online. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Negotiate X podcast. I am your co-host and co-founder, Nolan Martin. With me today is my good friend, Aram. For those of you who do not know, Aram is a visiting professor at Dartmouth Tuck School of Business. He teaches negotiations there and he's been essentially teaching negotiations for more than 12 years now at colleges at the undergraduate and graduate levels. Phenomenal person, phenomenal individual and always the star of the show from what everyone tells me Aram, uh here on the negotiator <laughs> well, podcast yeah so so now so now our, our friends who are listening nolan know, know that you're just kind of making stuff up making <laughs> sound good but that's uh that's that's very kind to you and you know folks who are who are listening i'll just say that um you know we've been blessed nolan and i both with uh so many great colleagues and friends who've impacted how we approach negotiation over the years. So um, thanks again to our friends at Vantage Partners who allow us to do this and, and to others who just, uh, again, invest, have invested in us. So I'm very appreciative and, and hope that some of the things we share through these podcasts uh, are helpful to you. Yeah. Thanks, Aram. And so today I want to talk about network mapping. And, you know, this was a real aha moment when I was teaching uh, military organization on how to better understand influence and how to, you know, find people who may support your negotiation, your view, your desired outcome, and kind of figure out all the people that are in between all the way to the ones that who are adamantly against it. And so I want to kind of talk through not only network mapping, why do we do it, how do we do it, and then talk about how we can best use this approach to really help us in the negotiation process. How does all that sound, Aram? Yeah, it sounds it sounds great. You know, the the why is always interesting on why you spend time doing this. And and folks, um, it's this is one of the things that's it's hard to maybe talk about this. It's much easier to sit down and do. We'll get to the do in a moment. I'll ask kind of ask Nolan about how how they ran the do during the program uh, he ran which is, which can be really helpful. But the why is whether you are a business strategist or a military strategist or whoever you might be doing what we used to call intelligence preparation, of the battlefield and really doing good analysis around the terrain. So important. And this is just understanding the human terrain. This is understanding the people that make up the ecosystem that you are weeding into when you negotiate. And it doesn't matter whether, I mean, incredibly helpful if this is a multi-party negotiation, you want to know where everybody's coming from and, and who's all behind them and everything else. It's also helpful just in a, a simple two-party negotiation. If I'm negotiating with Nolan to know who are the influencers on him, who are going to be the blockers to any possible agreement, who is it that he's really got to keep happy, that's if I understand that stuff, it's going to make it a lot easier when Nolan and I kind of go to sit down. Nolan, what did I miss on kind of the why we do this? I think it's important for I just people think to understand why we spend time. Yeah, I think it's important to understand that this is a a complex part of the negotiation that you really need to understand. And once you start to do, it's going to help you be a lot more effective. And 
just like this, you're not going to know 90% of the answers. And so figuring out where to test those assumptions to figure out, okay, who knows of someone who knows someone to figure out if that person is yeah. for or against the negotiation. So it's definitely, it's definitely a working progress. It's not going to be a solid answer, but it can help you figure out how to better get the desired end result that you're looking for. So it's very important. That's well said. Yeah. And I think that for folks to remember, as we talk about kind of what it is, uh, it's, it's, you know, this is a snapshot in time changes, just like all ecosystems change, but networks change as, as relationships build. We're going to talk about different types of relationships here and stuff. Uh, so it's, it's, it's going to evolve and change. You're going to, you know, you'll update network map or, or stakeholder map or relationship map, whatever you want to call it there you're going to change it. And it, it really helps us. I mean, the other, the why there that no one was getting to was helps us make better decisions, right? It helps us make wise decisions that are probably going to be longer lasting. If it was interesting, last time I bought, we bought the home that we live in now. If somebody had just been negotiating with me, they would have been missing the point, right? I mean, my, my wife, my kids were all involved. My place of work was involved. My parents were involved. In fact, I mean, there was just, there were so many kind of different influencers. And, and I really think what was neat was the, the realtor we worked through, I think understood, really understood that really well to his credit. That really helps us make better decisions and how we present information to people. Yeah, and so. I think this is why every single salesman, if I'm with my wife, is always talking to my wife and not necessarily to me because they know that if they are able to sell my wife, then most likely they were able to convert on that sale, regardless of <laughs> what my interests were in that negotiation. So I think what's going to be important here is to figure out the different levels for f understanding the network mapping. You know, again, this complex scenario, let's figure out how do we break this down to figure out how best to use this tool. Yeah. So there's a few, a few simple steps, right? If you're going to build a, a network map, a stakeholder map, relationship map, uh, I use all those terms kind of interchangeably. Some folks might, might not. So a few things, first of all, as I wade into this ecosystem of people, this network of folks, what are, what are my objectives? What am I trying to achieve? Then I need to identify who the key stakeholders are. What organization are they part of? How much power do they hold? Are they for or against perhaps the proposal? And that, that takes a little work to understand all the people. And sometimes I'm uncovering folks I didn't know existed. Then I'm going to say, I got these, all these sorts of little people on my map. And I often identify them as circles, bigger circles for more power, smaller circles for less power, using little annotation about, you know, are they for it or against it? Plus and minus signs. Do I not know? Maybe are they indifferent? Whatever it might be using different symbols for that. Build the map. And then I say, hey, these folks are connected, right? We don't live in these silos. So these people are connected in some way. What do I know about them? What have they said before? What have people who've met with them before said they said just based on maybe organizational structure? Or how can I assume that they are connected? We think of connections in terms of, you know, deference. I will do what you say. Influence. I'm influenced by you, but I still kind of make my own vote. Antagonism. I, you know, what, 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 if you, if you're for it, I'm against it sort of thing. And all three of those relationships um, exist in any network. And that's a, it's a fairly simplistic way of putting it, but it, but it works, right? And and we 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 create a, a a diagram now of these people on a sheet of paper, and, and and they're connected through any one of those sorts of relationships. And then once we understand who are the players and how they're connected and where we fall onto the map, 
we we look at those and we say, how do we leverage these connections to develop a plan of action? And how do we wade into it? Who can I talk to? Who could, you know, to, to get a face-to-face with the key decision maker? Who can go to the, the key decision maker on their on their own? Who can I learn from, from understanding, you know, why the key decision maker may be indifferent or may be opposed at this time? Who else shares that perspective or who's well-connected, but maybe favorable, right? Who can, who can inform, helps me make a number of, of decisions there. I'm curious. So that's, that's the, how you do it folks. And Nolan and I can maybe explain that more. Nolan, did you actually practice this? The, the last group you were training, did you pull out a sheet and, and allow them to do a little work on this thing? Yeah, absolutely. We put out a big sheet and basically broke it down into the like blockers, tacklers, enablers, basically taking the same sort of framework to draw this out. But what we soon started to realize is that there is a way to get to the point of what you need to get to the key decision maker where you could avoid the path of least resistance. So, or sorry, you could take the path of least resistance and avoid where you would run into any resistance. So sometimes there's a chance that you can go around the person who is adamantly against whatever you're negotiating and go to someone who just has a different level of access to that key decision maker. And what I think we need to realize is that the stakeholder map is only good for a single instance in time for a single negotiation. If this is continued negotiations against a multiple of different things, then you're basically going to need to take it and refresh it for each different negotiation because people have different viewpoints on different topics. And so they're not always going to be for or against what you're trying to bring to the negotiation yeah. table. So I think it's just important distinction. And what I would add is that that refreshing is actually easier than, you know, much easier done than it kind of maybe sounds like. Once you get your initial map made, a lot of things will hold true in terms of nature relationships and stuff. But those relationships can be you know, very specific to to the issue. I'm curious, Nolan, when, as you did this work, and I, I, I know the audience, we're not going to name them, but I know the audience you were working with. I mean, these are some very talented, smart military folks uh, who, who do this sort of work. What was their kind of response to the exercise and the practice of this? Did they, did they enjoy it? Yeah. So they all walked away saying that this is the greatest tool, pretty much the best highlight of the three or five days of training, which I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, because that means <laughs> that they could have just got this tool. We could have explained it and they could have been on their way. No, I'm just kidding. I know that they enjoyed the whole thing, but that literally they've been trying to figure out a way to succinctly be able to capture this onto one sheet so that they could understand the different players in a negotiation and really understand where the influence lies and what, you know, what levers we can pull to get there. And so I think a hands down, overwhelmingly positive for to, to use this tool to understand, because I mean, it's just such a complex environment. And as you start to learn about someone, you start to learn about someone else Mm -hmm. and someone else. But eventually, once you're able to lay the network and actually understand as best you can, you can really figure out how to best navigate it to get the the answer that you need. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised by that response. Having done this work, both doing this work myself, but also in terms of, um, I mean, uh, helping others do it. I you, I can think of some uh, clients in the financial sector and some in the tech sector who who we sit down and do this. And what they will say is that they'll say, 
I knew all of this. It was up here in my head. But as Nolan is saying, it's so complex. It's really hard to kind of see the forest through the trees. And, and I can't, it's not helpful to have it all up here, but I get it out and I map this whole thing out and it allows me to maybe see my decisions a little differently and who are the players and, and key actors a little differently. I often tell folks when we, when I cover this, I spent two weeks when I first got the back to Afghanistan, 2011 and doing some different work there at, at ISAF headquarters. I spent two weeks just mapping the environment and it was, it was painful, you know, eight, 10, 12 hour days doing nothing but mapping. But the work I did really drove a lot of the decisions and some of our engagement plans for the next year. So it was really, really useful. And it, it also educated me because as I did this, learned about people's interests. I find it very engaging to practice. Uh, this is something that, you know, as, as folks are listening, ever want Nolan and I sit down with you and do some of this work. It's very engaging. I remember the leader of the, uh, what we call the monitoring evaluating committee in Afghanistan who watched funds coming into country and how they were being used, looking for instances of corruption. We engaged uh, the, the organizational leader um, once on with a relationship, big stakeholder map as, as, sh as she was trying to achieve some initiatives. And it was one of the most engaging conversations we ever had. As she said, ah, you forgot so-and-so. And she'd draw him in on this big sheet of paper. And she said, ah, and, and, and that's not the relationship at all. That would have been true on another issue, or that would have been true, you know, a year ago, but things have changed. And now it's very antagonistic. And it was just a very engaging conversation. I find that, and that's really fine. This is people, people love to do this work and they find it very eye-opening uh, as they do it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those things that we say is just critical when you're actually talking about doing a very important negotiation to take the time. I mean, we always talk about prep. We always talk about that's going to be the most useful, however long you can spend for your negotiation is, is all the prep work. This is definitely part of that prep work. And it's definitely, even if you have a continued negotiation to continue refining this, it's going to get easier. As Aaron already said, once you get everything on, on the paper, to can you continue to refine it and just make it that that golden product to be able to really enable you to get to your desired end state so sorry no let me add so one what a great thing to pass off if you're moving out of your position and somebody else is coming in to be able to pass off to them this this living document i'm mean, talking about an educational item for an organization to learn from so that's 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 one and then the other thing i was going to say is i know that this is important work to do and I myself sometimes will skip over this. And I, I ask people why they don't do it. And there's like, I'm so busy doing, I don't spend the time to put this stuff down. And that's a real, I mean, I'll just, my example is I was working at an institution here in the US. We were doing some change work around how leadership curriculum should be taught. And we were developing a proposal that needed the blessing of three separate organizations at this, this big semi-annual meeting. We're the night before the semi-annual meeting. We've been working on this thing for six months. And I get a call that a certain person who's in one of those, who's actually one of the key decision makers in one of those organizations is upset. And I said, who is that? And they, they tell me who it is. And I said, I didn't even know about them, nor did I know they could be a blocker, kind of as you were using, right? Could have probably been an enabler had I engaged this individual six months before, but I didn't do the work. I was lazy. And so here we are now at the 11th hour trying to get something through. And this person is a blocker, really just a blocker because hadn't been informed, not, not because it, right? And so do the work, folks. You will make your life easier. You will increase the likelihood 
of, of proposals, you know, sailing through. If you know who all the, 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 the people are that are engaged and involved uh, with the negotiation. I think that's an awesome illustration and, and really gets at the importance of this whole thing. So Aram, this is a podcast that is all about elevating your influence through purposeful negotiation. So with that, what are some key takeaways from today's episode? Yeah. So don't make the assumption that you have all the knowledge on the map of, of people that, that you're going to be working with. Spend the time to get it right and really, really think about other stakeholders who might have a relevant voice to whatever your proposal is. Uh, so do that. And then two, please, you know, I just say this is, it's fun work. It's really interesting work. It helps us understand the nature of your problems. Reach out to myself and Nolan and, and let us know if we can help you help you do this. This is something that uh, we'll, we'll need to develop our own worksheet for Nolan and, and get that out to folks. Cause I think yeah. uh, in addition to kind of their tactical level prep, uh, this would be a really useful kind of strategic tool. Absolutely. That is it for us on today's episode. So if you have any questions, anything you want us to cover, anything like that, send it to us at team at If you can please subscribe, leave us a review. Anything is going to help our podcast keep gaining popularity. We appreciate those of you who have done that already. And with that, we're going to see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Negotiate X Radio, helping you elevate your influence through purposeful negotiations. If you're here looking to learn about how to become a better negotiator in both business and life, then you're in the right place. Be sure to join the others who have benefited from NegotiateX.com, your home for negotiations training and consulting online.